Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to the award-winning Probably True. Please be aware that this podcast may contain strong language and adult themes. It would be boring otherwise. Your place or mine? There's a question that goes a lot further than which of us wants to wash their bedsheets tomorrow. You have to be in the sweet spot for that, I think. Sheets need to be clean enough that you don't stink of sweat or last night's takeaway that you ate in bed while watching Netflix and might have spilled some on the duvet somewhere but were too lazy to check, for example. But you don't want them to be freshly put on, because then you're risking the hassle of having to wash them all again the next day. There have been a couple of occasions where I've had particularly mediocre sex with a guy, shown him out, and then, as I'm sat opening a website on my phone so I can finish myself off, I've looked over at the mess of sheets on my bed and thought, well, that was a waste of a personal liquid tab. That's when they do leave, of course. Sometimes they just hang around for ages. Which can be great when I'm in the mood for that, obviously, but either way, it's about manners and knowing when to cuddle up and when you've outstayed your welcome. Although them hanging around for a bit might be annoying, but it's certainly better than the guy who calls a taxi while you're still at it. You know, could you go a bit faster? My Uber's three minutes away. No, it's always nice to have a cuddle after a job well done, but some people just never leave. Sometimes you can pretend to be sleepy in the hope that they get the hint, but then you risk them wanting to stay over. And thanks but no, be off with you tends to undo the happy feeling you've just spent almost ten minutes creating together. And anyway, that approach only applies at certain times a day, pretending to do a big yawn and saying, mmm, that was fun, but it's almost bedtime, I'm getting sleepy, gets a bit undermined if they reply with, it's three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, I fancied an early night. Cough, get out, unconvincing cough. There's always the balance of security and convenience when it comes to going back to someone's flat, or having them come back to yours. On one hand, if you go back to theirs, then you're the one who's going to have to make your way home at some point, and they might live in the middle of bloody nowhere. Then you not only have to do the walk of shame, but also the bus ride of evidently slightly inappropriate clothing, and maybe even the tube journey of that weird, achy tingle that means it might be time for a trip to the clinic. Or maybe you're just the type to opt for the taxi ride of fuck it, I'm just going to throw money at this and pretend it never happened, also known as the Donald Trump approach. I'm available for TV and radio gigs, yes, thanks for asking. Actually, I don't like the phrase walk of shame. There's no shame in getting sexy. I prefer to think of it as the stride of pride or the got laid parade. Anyway, at least if you're at theirs, you won't have to worry about your housemates overhearing. Or if they do, it doesn't matter because who cares if it's someone else's housemates that hear you. If anything, those are the ones you can get extra loud around. You never know, they might appreciate the show. And even if not, it's not like you have to deal with the angry post-it note in the morning. On the other hand, though, if they're at yours, you can kick them out, make a cup of tea and be back in bed in minutes. And possibly open Grindr to find someone who can come round and get the job done properly. Of course, you can always open Grindr as you're leaving a random shag's house anyway. You'd certainly get a different array of faces to the ones you're used to at your own house. But then, hi, you're cute. Are you free now? I'm outside your building and it's starting to rain. Isn't really the best opener? Also, you're on the risk of their place being a complete tip. Or worse. 
I remember one guy I shagged whose bedroom was a small, walled-off corner of a huge, empty warehouse basement. I've never been in a place that said so clearly, this is not a sexy location, this is the place the hitman would bring you just before popping a cap in your dome. Yeah, I speak street, no biggie. There was even a big puddle at the bottom of the stairs. On the way down, he said, oh yeah, sorry, the drain's back up when it rains, as if this was perfectly normal and not a reason to stop living in a windowless murder room. Another time, I stayed over at the flat of this stunningly sexy guy. He was really arty and talented and interesting and gorgeous. When I woke up in the morning and the room was filled with that warm light of dawn because he didn't have any curtains up, I realised that what I'd taken to be the patterned wallpaper or something was in fact the words R.I.P. Grandma written hundreds of times on the bare walls in felt-tip pen with a few big crucifixes drawn in between, you know, just so it didn't get too boring. When I made a terrified noise and gestured at it, he just shrugged and said, oh yeah, we got this squat from some meth heads, we think that was probably them, and just rolled over. Of course, the flip side of this is that, yes, it can be awkward disentangling yourself from a complete nut bar if you find yourself in his basement, or he shows you his collection of doll's heads or whatever, but it's a lot more awkward getting rid of a loon who's inside your own home. Either way, whether at your place or someone else's, always have a bit of an exit strategy, just in case things start to go a bit creepy, not sexy. Also, and this is just my personal approach, but don't get naked with someone until you're pretty sure they're not going to try and eat you. This is what bars, cafes, bowling alleys, parks, and generally other public places with lots of potential witnesses are really good for. Although I found that sometimes you don't really know someone until you've seen where they live. There was one guy I dated who stayed at mine the first few times. Eventually, we went back to his after our third or fourth date, and everything was going well, until I woke up and looked lovingly into the eyes of a framed portrait of Margaret Thatcher, next to his bed. That is a walk of shame. Not the sexing itself, but knowing that ten generations of my northern mining family were looking down while I tossed the salad of some filthy Tory. If there is an afterlife, it's going to be pretty fucking awkward when I arrive. Sometimes, of course, you don't make it to anyone's house. There was one occasion, many years ago, when a gorgeous young man invited me out for a drink. We got on well, and we were all over each other, in fact. But it turned out that neither of us could take the other home. It was at that point he noticed a nearby park and suggested we uh, go for a walk. Sadly, it came to nothing as it turned out neither of us had expected the evening to take this kind of turn, so we weren't equipped for any boning alfresco. Since then, I've made sure that every jacket, backpack, suitcase and coat of mine has a little something stashed away in case of such situations emerging again. I think wistfully of what could have been every time I check that pocket while I'm looking for something else. The one that really sticks out when it comes to other people's places, though, was back when I was 17. This guy and I would hang out and watch movies and get stoned together and then end up getting naked and sexy. It was great fun and I was really quite into him in that teenage crush sort of a way. He was a bit scruffy in that doesn't shower enough way of most teenagers. In fact, he was the first person with whom I realised that the smell of balls was incredibly sexy. Anyway, his room was a complete tip, as you'd expect for a teenage boy, although mine never really was. I don't like things being untidy. Anyway, his bed was in the corner, standard teenage style, but the way the walls came together meant that there was a bit of a gap between his bed and the wall to the side. Just a little nook down the side of the bed. One time I was there and I noticed an empty crisp packet had fallen into that nook. Liking things tidy, as I said, I went to grab it and chuck it in the bin, but he stopped my arm and went, I wouldn't put your hand down there if I were you. To this day, I have no idea what teenage horrors were lurking just beneath the place where we made out and compared the size of our wangs. It haunts me sometimes, I can't stop thinking about it.
It didn't stop me getting naked with him a few more times, though. It's amazing what you'll overlook when you find the smell of weed and unwashed teen sexy. And my God, I really do. Also, it helped that he had an absolutely massive... This was Probably True, the award-winning storytelling series written and produced by me, the award-winning Scott Flashheart. If you like what you've heard, you could share it with your friends, leave a positive iTunes review, and sign up at probablytruepodcast.com. If you didn't like it, you can find me on Twitter as UnlikelyLad. Come at me, bro. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>